I'm just, we're not even doing an intro this time. Danielle and I are talking about Diet Coke right now. And we were like, we think we should start recording. The fans will want to hear this. <laughs> yeah, because we haven't watched any other stupid stuff this Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I've yet to ask you what you watched this week. I have actually but, watched two things other than BB oh, Can. Hold it. Okay. Hold it. Okay. First of all, if you're just addicted to the DC, let us know on Twitter. Let us know you're part of the Diet Coke Hive. <laughs> Danielle is recovering. She's past recovery. She's just sober now, I'm, right? I'm full sober. I It doesn't even tempt me at all. But there was a time in my life, I told Brett, where I would drink five Diet Cokes a day starting exactly at noon. I would never drink one before noon. That was the limit I had for myself. Oh, but gosh. starting at noon... Find me with a full can of Diet Coke almost every hour. I certainly had one before noon today. Did you ever wake up in the middle of the night like craving one? No. God, no. I have. Not recently. <laughs> actually, actually, last night I watched this one. I'm like, I'm not getting up. But It used to be my fun. It was before. It was my before coffee drink. Like, I would... <laughs> You know, it'd be a reason to leave my apartment. I would go to the bodega, get my iced. I mean, no. See, now I'm so used to saying iced coffee. I'd get a Diet Coke. And in the summer, sometimes I'd get one of those, like, glasses of ice that they keep in the freezer. And the bodega man would always make the same joke. He'd go, $20. And I'd say, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he'd laugh. And I'd give him the buck 50. And I'd be on my way. I mean, sometimes I'm craving a Diet Coke and they're like $20. I'm like, here's, I'd be like, here's 40. I'll, I'll take it. It's uh, worth it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like you. I'm trying. Well, I'm not like you. I'm still no. addicted, but I, in the, that you didn't start till afternoon. I have a new rule that doesn't count on the weekends, obviously, because I'm on number two for the day. Um, <laughs> That I won't have it during the daytime. Like I won't have it with my lunch anymore. I'll, Are you I'll at save least it for dinner drinking water in between diet cokes? Incorrect. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See, that was also a rule I had for myself. I was like, I should have at least one glass of water in between diet cokes. I hardly drink water, and I wonder why I feel like garbage all the time. Oh, I drink so. I always. Oh, yeah. I probably haven't had water yet today. Drink water, everybody. When you wake up in the morning, Brett, do you not drink a tall glass of ice cold water? That's my favorite way to wake up. No, I make a coffee. <laughs> that's the first thing you drink? That's bad. I, I really don't Sometimes think Sometimes I have good. some orange juice. That's awful. No, you need Why? water. Pure water. Orange juice is full of vitamins, vitaminos, mm. and Just electrolytes. Just eat an orange. Oh my God. Oh, I do have cuties. <laughs> I do have cuties, which is like, which is yeah, like a little, yeah, orange, like a little a fun-sized orange. No, a glass. I can't drink a glass. And now we're getting into it. I can't drink a whole glass of orange juice. It's too much. I can't drink a whole glass of water. What am I, like reading a <laughs> book or something? <laughs> I just, I mean, give me a week with you, Brett. Danny Boot Camp. Give me shape. It's gonna get me, it's gonna, I'm the best around. I'm not saying I'm like the healthiest. I'm definitely not the healthiest. I had a cookie after breakfast this morning. So I'm not it's saying the I'm the healthiest person. Count. Yeah. But I just like, there are certain bedrocks of my health routine where I'm like, I think, I genuinely think this is why I am a ha 
happier person than most. And I am like (laughs) in a good mood, I think is because I get a lot of sleep and I drink a lot of water and I do get exercise every single day. I'm not saying I'm running a marathon. I'm not saying I'm doing a hard workout every single day, but I do go out and get fresh air, even in the dead of Canadian winter every single day. And I think that does help your mental state. One of those things. (laughs) It's like... You're not going to have to take many guesses to figure out which one. You're going out. I know you're going out. No, I'm getting sleep. Oh. (laughs) Not today. Not today. You have a dog, so you have to go outside. I know I do, but it's not like exercise. Like I walk my dog a lot, but I don't think of it as exercise. I mean, it probably is more so than a lot of other people. Like now we're just now we're just getting way too deep into the to the the our personal health. Don't care about. But I don't think of walking the dog as like a healthy activity. I mean, it's not an unhealthy activity. No, it's it is it. Having a dog and walking it is indicative of why people with dogs are happier than people without dogs. Yeah, they live longer and they're happier. They're friendlier. They have better life. Tell that to my therapist. What did you watch this week, Danielle? Okay, so other than Big Brother Canada, there are two things that come to mind that I watched this week. One, I rented, I paid 24 Canadian dollars to watch Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, my God. It's free in America if you got the I, if you got the max. I I don't understand how the bundles work when they come to Canada. I really don't because I have Crave, which includes almost everything on HBO, but for some reason not H- not Godzilla versus Kong. So I was like, fine. I promised my husband night after night, and I kept making excuses as to why we couldn't rent it, but I ran out. So I was like, all right, fine, we'll rent it tonight. Oh, the the queen ordered in all of her (laughs) commonwealths. You can't watch this dumbass movie about a monkey and lizard. So, yeah, that's like I haven't watched one of these movies in a long time. Um, You watched. Do you remember Planet of the Apes with James Franco? Did you see that one with Caesar? Oh, yeah. The, The new Planet of the Apes movies are all good. Well, I of course, it's very good, but it's also really sad. It. Oh, I'm yeah. Just They're in a depressing place in as my hell. Life. Yeah. I'm in a place in my life where I'm like, I actually hate every human in this movie. I just want Godzilla and King Kong to be free. And why are we pitting them against each other? Like, I had this epiphany as I was watching it because the whole movie leads up to them fighting, right? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want them to fight. <laughs> I don't want them to fight. I want them to just, why do they have to fight? Just go they out have- to Loom and feel yourself. <laughs> Learn about yourself. They show King Kong in chains. Oh, they, no. He is a prisoner, pr- imprisoned by American jerks. It kept in a Truman Show-esque cage where it's like he Hold thinks on. he's in the jungle. And it's a broadcast on TV and everyone can just watch. Well, no, but it's King like Kong? it's just it's just like a, he's in a green screen. Like oh. he's in a very high tech. He thinks he's in the he's jungle. In a but really, yeah, he's really in like a soundstage that looks like the jungle. But they keep him there as a prisoner. And then they're like, oh, for some reason, Godzilla is really wilding out. He's acting up. We need King Kong to put him back into place. Yeah, I mean, I think the issue is that Godzilla is too free. Well, Godzilla, they say this. I did not know this happened. But apparently <laughs> Godzilla is actually both King Kong and Godzilla are friends to the human race, not foes. And towards the end of, I guess, the last 
Godzilla movie, they were like, we love you, Godzilla. And Godzilla was like, no problem. I'm going to go back into the sea now. <laughs> like, and, But then that's why it's so shocking at the beginning of this movie that he's wilding out and he's starting to destroy oh. buildings again. Everyone's like, wait, we thought we moved past this. What happened? So it oh turns out, can I give spoilers? I, I don't care. I'm never going to watch this movie. Godzilla was attacking this... Um, uh, set of buildings because the people working there were building a computer Godzilla with like guns oh for God. arms and we're going to use it obviously as like a military force. So he knows where uh, who's got office space where? <laughs> yes. He knew they were doing it and he was just trying to defend. He defend. reads the SF Chronicle and is yeah. like Godzilla Corp is built has released some <laughs> has released some space on the 43rd floor. Yeah. He was just trying to stop because he knew that they wouldn't be able to control such a thing once oh, they built no. it. Yeah, you can't trust the humans. So that's what ends up ends up happening is King Kong and Godzilla have to join forces against the evil computer um mechanical Godzilla <laughs> who has guns. I hated I hated it so much. I was like, why God yeah. They had to give Godzilla guns for arms, like missiles. It, these creatures couldn't just be like amazing, huge monster fighters. They had to bring in heavy Who artillery. Cares, man. <sighs> but I just felt really sad for King Kong. Yeah, I mean, because primates are have like quite human characteristics. I would uh, feel sad for him too. I don't want to watch him fight and get punched. I don't no. want to watch monkeys get punched or primates. I, don't I know they're different. Or see them in chains when they're sad. They just want to hang like a out. Yeah, they're like a dog. They're, like, I don't want exactly. to see a dog in chains. Me neither. Okay, so this brings me to the second thing I watched this week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this could be anything. So this is a show on Amazon Prime called <sighs> Them. Oh, I've heard about it. I'm not going to watch it. I don't think anyone needs to watch this show. <laughs> so I was drawn in. My husband and I were like, ooh, because we love horror. And, you know, all of the commercials are making it seem it's all very like, it's like, get out. <laughs> you know, oh, it's like yeah. 1950s. It's horror. It's this uh, black family moving to the white suburbs. So it's like, ooh, it has the history aspect maybe of like redlining and the great migration and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, you know, very interested this yeah. show, I don't know who, I don't know who this, I don't know who could possibly want to watch this show. I watched I read the first the two quote, episodes. I read the quote about this show that was going around the internet about like what, was it? what happens in what happens in an episode of this show. And I'm like, no way. Maybe with what well, so in the first two episodes, I, I only watched the first two. Even in the second, I was like, I was like, I'm not in this for the long haul. Like, we can finish this episode, but there's no way we're watching another. So in the second episode, they find their family dog killed no. in the basement. No. Yes, I'm done. And not only is the dog, like, clearly the, the dog's neck had been broken. Oh, but God. the artistic choice was to, like, have the do dead dog facing the camera and then zoom into the dead dog's face and broken neck. I was I like... What, listening to this podcast? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry, but I'm just giving fair warning. I like. I was like, why do we even have to see this? I don't like. This doesn't make the show better to me. And then what I felt 
Remember when we all liked Handmaid's Tale? The first season. The first season where we were like, ooh, this is so interesting. It re- it's so relatable to 2016, blah, blah, blah. But I then was the never second... in on Handmaid's. Okay. Well, I liked, I thought that the first season was really good. And the I was second never season... in on, on what's, what's the one with uh, Sandra O. Oh. Um, Killing oh, Eve. Oh, Killing Eve. I was never in on that too. And I was, I was proven right. Well, first season of Killing Eve is also kind of fun, but Handmaid's Tale, second season, it's just like, how many times can we torture Elizabeth Moss? And I real, I was like, wait a minute, why? I don't want to see women being hurt over and over and I'm over like, again. That's why and I don't want, that's why, why I don't watch any of these shows. <laughs> I hate watching people getting hurt and tortured. But there's a way of doing it where it's like, if you have a point, if there's like a learning, if there is a cool mapping, like get out. Um, was obviously miles ahead, groundbreaking, so so smart and so yeah. fun in the way they did it, right? And like, yes, there's um, there's pain and there's um, trauma, but it's not gratuitous. That's the word. Like, just very yeah. disgusting. I mean, that's but that's but Get Out is like a psychological mystery thriller, right? Mm-hmm. Where you don't even know what the fuck is going on till. Towards the end of the movie, it's also not a very long movie, but there's right. not people aren't getting tortured. There, it's about confusion and hypnosis. Sorry, spoilers. And like, <laughs> it's it, it's not about like people having their necks cut and their dog is murdered and stuff. It's like there's yeah. violence in it, but it's not the viol- The violence is like a random shock here or there. It's not like it's not. Eli Roth zooming in on the violence being like, don't you want to see the teenage tourists scream? (laughs) Like, fuck no. Yeah. Well, so that's... I I want to see a monkey dancing with a lizard. (laughs) Yeah, why couldn't they just... Why couldn't it be Kong and Godzilla go to to prom? Why couldn't they go to prom? (laughs) There's some desert out there. (laughs) Yeah, why couldn't they just relax? Why couldn't it be King Kong and Godzilla go to Vista Del Mar? Go to Vista Del Mar! Exactly. They deserve a break. I didn't watch anything this week. Well, I just, like, final note on this. I really don't think anyone will enjoy this show. If anyone, I just can't, I'm like, who, truly what human on earth would like watching this? (laughs) Because there's not even, there's no subtlety. And I know, like, I'm sure back in the 1950s, racism wasn't subtle. But, like, I just, like, I. I don't, I don't want to watch, I don't, there's nothing about this that's likable. There's nothing no. you want to watch about this. So. No. That's my two thumbs down opinion. I mean, it made, it made me uncomfortable just listening to you describe it. So. I know. Yeah. So that's what I watched this week. <laughs> Danielle, I mean, I, I imagine you were just trying to escape because you were so sad about your king, Prince Philip. <laughs> crossing over to the other side tell me what it's like in a in a in a true british commonwealth so definitely there was some news around it probably i'm curious yeah, there was like news <laughs> yeah i mean i just was it's hard for me to he's 99 like it is time for him to die yeah <laughs> it's time i i actually think it's preferable when you're 99 i think it's preferable to die than to keep on living yeah, you don't want to see your face on the the Smucker's jar with uh, <laughs> on the that Today guy? Show. What's that guy? <laughs> I want to say well, his name isn't Fred Willard. It's 
something. I want to say his name is like yeah, it is. It's like it's like Aldous Willard Scott. Willard, Willard Scott. Willard Scott. Is his name. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you know, R.I.P. How is he only eighty? <laughs> Willard Scott is eighty-seven. It feels like this guy was eighty-seven thirty years ago. Yeah, I don't know. You know, another thing I found out was that Henry Cavill, you know, Superman, is yes. dating is dating a girl who was on My Super Sweet, an episode of My Super Sweet 16 on MTV. Do you remember that show? I mean, how old is she now? She's 31. Oh, my God. You're 31. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 32. <laughs> uh, anyway, time is crazy. But who was it? I don't know who either of these people were. It, um, some celebrity from the 80s who's like in the, from the 1980s was dating and he's like in his 50s was dating like a 30 year old something and people were like oh he's a pedophile it's like you're, he was dating a 30 year old woman from the Stop 80s it. I wish I knew it was like it was like one of the Corys or something like that oh okay but not well, but not but not listen, we are on such Someone a tangent, but me. since we are, I just wanted to say shout out. Happy 46th birthday to Zach Braff. I saw oh! some pictures of him on the beach oh! frolicking with Flo Pew <laughs> for his birthday. Maybe he's 42, maybe, but I know he's 40 something. No, no, it was uh, it was on the it was on the 6th. It was a it was a couple days ago and he turned Danielle. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> Get the Smuckers jar ready. <laughs> From South Orange, New Jersey, Zachary Braff turns 46 years yeah, young. Yeah, I knew it. I got it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, he was he was canoodling on the beach with Flo Pew. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wish I was here at his birthday party. <laughs> I know. They're having a great time. Everyone is having a great time except me, except Canadians. Americans are out. They're traveling. They're having dinner outdoors. I'm thinking about it. They're I, vaccinated. I, I've been looking. I've been going to Google.com slash flights. I don't blame you. I want to do that. <laughs> plus, I wish there was a button that just said spin the wheel and book it. Yeah. Book it, Dano. I <laughs> looked in November at flights from Air Canada because I was like, maybe by November I'll be able to take a trip somewhere out of this frozen hellhole. And they wouldn't let me even look. They said, they even we don't know. Look. They, they said, we don't know. We don't know if we're going to be flying then. So you can't even look. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. We'll let you know. It's Actually, hell. we won't. It's hell. Zach um, Braff goes shirtless at the beach with girlfriend Florence Pugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> now you sent me into a hole. Big he looks pretty good. Brother. <laughs> he does look good, though. Just last night. I mean, he looks better than me. He's got uh, he's got 13 years. Mm -hmm. Um. um so big brother, what a sad week. Sad week for those of us who like chaos. I I mean, I said this like a fucking two weeks ago. I'm gonna bring it up every episode. That it's playing out in a different order, but in the exact <laughs> way that I had prescribed like a month ago. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, goodbye to everybody. See ya. Cool. Let's give Ty, who like literally has done nothing, right? The way, like, who just walks around and is just like, "What? Uh, okay, <laughs> I, I thought something else was gonna. Oh, all right, okay, whatever." Like, that's that. That's who your winner is, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I will say I don't know what's talking here, but 
both Ty and Jed, I mean, they've always been very attractive, but this week, for whatever reason, they weren't wearing short shirts more often than not. And I was like, holy cow, these guys really are like two of the hottest guys I've ever seen on Big Brother. <laughs> Why are they so, they're so shirtless. They're so tall. How are they so tall? And I don't know. You know. What are you feeding them? What are you feeding those boys out there? I don't know. In Montreal, I, Quebec. And there was something very cute about when he won um, the veto. When Ty was like, what did he say? He was like, urban oh. planning, baby. <laughs> oh, I wrote it down. I it wrote was it so down. cute. Oh, where is, oh, damn. He said urban, urban planning, planner. baby. He's like, urban planner, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> urban planner for what? That was it. That was it. Oh, yeah. Urban planner for what is the new remix of Turned Down for What? It was cute as heck. So mostly. So I'm ready to stand Beth is where I'm at. I'm ready to say, wow. So this that woman was going to be my exact question was like, yeah. okay, we have a week where we know like people we like are probably going to go home. And mm -hmm. two of them in fact did. Yeah. And we have, you know, a power, we have the power thruple, you know, led by the sort of like white, too bubbly, sort of female who normally we would kind of like turn into a villain. Yeah. But Beth actually came out of this week looking really good. I, at she least that's great. what I felt. And you obviously agree with me. I totally agree. I thought it was so fun. I mean, even this week, I was sort of like, this is why Big Brother Canada is really fun, is that both Victoria and um, Beth just had these moments where they could have so easily gone into like not self-aware villain territory but instead, they displayed such self-aware, like, glee at playing Big Brother, being in the game, even when Victoria was like, well, I fucked up. <laughs> like, in the, yeah. in the, like, she knew it. She was like, this sucks, but I kind of respect the move. Like, that I was like, come on. That's an all-time great. I love that. Yeah, no, I, I as, like, disappointing as the week was... I mean, I wasn't that disappointed because I kind of just was like, I mean, I really like Victoria. I liked her so much this week. I liked everything that she did this week. Yeah. Including up to and including how she exited the game. Like, that's what you want to see. You want to see someone who plays really hard, who starts ridiculous fights. Yeah. And then when they get nominated and evicted, they're just like, no trouble. It's a fucking game. I yes. had a great time. <laughs> I mean, is it great also to see in like the exit interview them be like, screw that person. I never want to talk to them again. Yes. I invited them to my sister's wedding, but they're not invited anymore. Like that's also good television. But, you know, for the most part, it's like, yeah, it's a game. I'll be friends with everybody. We all share yeah. this experience together. She did a good move. And I was probably going to win if they didn't yeah. evict me. Like, yeah. I just love it. I love it. She was so great. Totally. Um, but so just back to Beth real quick. Um, this woman, gorgeous, farm raised. Oh, yeah. A Huge winning farmer. smile. Gorgeous Wasn't hair. Wasn't she in the premiere, like, didn't she say, or maybe it was on another season of Big Brother where she no, was like. No, this was her. Where she was like, I'm actually not really a farm girl, <laughs> yes. but like I lived on one for like a year with my uncle. But they made me yes. do, shoot my intro on a tractor. Yes, that's Beth. <laughs> okay. okay. But she, she comes into the house, lays low, hooks up with both the two hottest guys in the house. Somehow they don't even hate her for it. They want to work with her. They want to, yeah, and they want to be best, and they want to like team up with each other. 
Yeah. <laughs> then, just when someone's starting to catch wise to her little game, she wins HOH and backdoors their ass out of the house. I just, yeah. I, I'm a fan. I like, I like her game. And you know what she also did? What? This week, she strategically invited the strategic partnership manager to a strategic Wendy's meal. Like, everyone's been like, I just invited my friend to have Wendy's with me. We like fries and french fries. She's like, you know what? I'm going to nominate Rohan, but I'm also going to give him a Baconator combo and shit. And chicken strips and fries, <laughs> and we're gonna go splitsies on a frosty, and I'm gonna get some information out of him, and he's gonna get some information out of me, and this is gonna be, you know, this is gonna be the Montagues and the Capulets breaking yeah. bread over some Wendy's. I, I, I actually really like the move. By he Beth. ate well this week. He ate oh well. Oh my god, he's going back <laughs> to Toronto. It's like we don't have anything here. No, as you as you can tell, it's a famine going on. So I didn't realize this, but so Rohan also won the, the Skip the Dishes prize yeah. voted by Canadians. And this was his second time winning. I feel like I fast forwarded this in the previous episode. I didn't realize that it was voted, A, voted by Canadians and B, that he had won all previously. So yeah. I, in my head, I'm like, wait a minute. Is Rohan Canada's golden boy? <laughs> Does everyone love him? Why? I'm so not plugged in. I think he's... um. Oh, actually, so he has been number one on the on the Joker's update ranks for like a week now. And this is not nothing to say against him because I do like him. But why? Like, why him above <laughs> any other player? Because this the, the country of Canada, as you know, is going through hardship right now. Yes. It's cold. Yes. You guys got like one vial of vaccine to go around. <laughs> yep. And they're like, what do we need? America has Superman, right? He comes yeah. down to fight for truth, freedom, the American way. What do we need? We need someone to manage. <laughs> to manage. To make partnerships. We're too far north to grow much of our own crops. We need someone to strategically divert the one vial of vaccine we got. We We're need looking a strategic partnership manager, and <laughs> Rohan is the man to get the job done. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I really do. I like him. I, I do like him. But I just was shocked that he was like akin to like, this is almost on the level of, you know, James Hewling from Big Brother America. <laughs> I know we grew to dislike him, but at the beginning, fan favorite, you know, like yeah. a jokester that tugged on America's heartstrings. He's a single dad, a cowboy, a, a veteran of the military, mm -hmm. but also like a funny boy. What is Rohan, like what, what are Rohan's main characteristics? What would we say? His main characteristics <laughs> are that if you saw him at like a party, he would be the one guy who keeps talking about work. And you're like... <laughs> It's Saturday night, bro. <laughs> I, I literally don't want to talk about work tonight. And he would just, and he'd be like, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. And then like 
45 minutes later, you would like <laughs> go to the cooler where the beer's at. And he's like, so tell me about, um, you know, how, how you guys. How's business your Q4? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, how's your business op team? Is it like more of a horizontal? Like, uh, is, it, is it split like horizontally or is it more of like a vertical in terms of how your, uh, you know, your management structure is laid out? And you're just like, I don't want to fucking talk about work, Rohan. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But maybe, you know, Canadians, we want to talk about work. We respect that about Rohan because we got okay. nothing else going on. Yeah, I mean, he's a nice guy. I mean, he's he's great. He's absolutely fantastic. He really is. Like, he's I don't know. He, but he's also like weirdly nothing. Like he's the only thing. The the his biggest personality trait was that he was nominated like half of the game and he kept winning veto. So everyone was like, I love veto an underdog. Yeah, we do yeah. love a veto king. Yeah, that's fine. Um. So uh, back to, I guess, the actual game. So when Beth first is HOH, she nominates Tara and Rohan. And Rohan, as we mentioned, Vito King wins Vito. Oh, wait, no, sorry. He didn't win. No, he did. Yeah, he won the burger, the, the, because we watched two Vitos this week. He won, oh, he won right. the burger sorry. flipping yes, one, yes, the sorry. pineapple sausage flipping one. Yes. So he wins. A Weber grill. <laughs> Ten thousand like, dollars. What I was just thinking here, like obviously Rohan's not going to win, but what if whoever wins this veto also wins the ten thousand dollar Weber Grill package that we are alerted to all the time? Like, what am I? I'm just full. What am I? Just full of Weber Grills? Am I just the Weber Grill king of Canada? What am I going to do with all these Weber Grills? I don't know. I mean, at least it's use one in, as a makeshift fireplace in the winter because it gets cold. Sure. You know. Yeah. Can I just refuse and take the cash? Take it in no, cash? Absolutely no. not. There's no way. <laughs> you need the grill. <laughs> just get a lot of spatulas or something. Buy a lot of coal. Um, so he wins, obviously takes himself down, which is perfect for the plan that everyone is aware of, which is. Except for Victoria. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. Really, really caught off guard because even in the, her. Beth's veto nomination speech, she's like, shit's about to get spicy. And like looks at Victoria and cuts to Victoria, who's just like, who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? Everyone's looking at me. Not gonna be me. Yeah. But it was. It was. It her. was. And, and she was totally she caught off guard. But she, she loved, loved it at it. the same time. Yeah. She I love like, that. Oh. That's like kind of like a cool villain move, too, where yes. you're like, Excited to be like put up against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It was. It was really fun. She was not mad at Beth at all. You know who she was mad at? Tara. Who? Oh, Tara. Do you feel okay on a scale of on a scale of? Uh, we had a lot of Tara this week. We did, and that's what I want to ask about. From, um, just you know, a protein shake. And a light, that's the, this is the bottom, a protein shake and a light um, CrossFit workout to slamming your car into your baby daddy's girlfriend in a parking lot or into her car or whatever. Where on that scale do you think Tara fell Christmas, this week? This is the, the Christmas, Christmas scale. scale. Yeah. All right. So the protein shake and a very light, like a, just a light jog. Yeah. Just like a, an upkeep, just, main, just maintain and then like oxycodone car crash. <laughs> um, I would say this week Tara was um, 
she was calling the manager of a local supermarket. <laughs> and what was her problem? Why? Why was she calling? The they manager? didn't have the baby, the baby formula that that she thought she that, that little, they had. That little were, axle and man- needed. And the manager was like really apologetic and said like, "Oh, we'll order it to you and we'll like ship it to your house." But like, she's like, "Oh, that's not good enough." Mm. And you know, it's just like, but also like just being unnecessarily mean to like someone who can't control like how much yeah. stock of like this baby formula is left. Totally. And if well, you were walking by in the supermarket, you'd be like, "Jesus Christ, lady, just go to another supermarket." <laughs> yeah. I thought Tara actually. Did pretty well in the fight because I thought, listen, I was very grateful for Victoria for even starting a fight. I was grateful. I enjoyed it. It was fun. But she was being a bit crazy. I mean, she was going crazy. To Tara or Victoria? Victoria. She was. I mean, well, she was totally egged on. They were just like, okay, we might consider keeping you if you start a fight. And she was like. All good, all good. She like crushed a fucking four loco, and she's like, "I'll fight yeah. anybody." I know I'm great. I'm great TV. I'm a great player. So she did that. My favorite part, my favorite part, was when she stormed out and called Tara a lying bee, mm-hmm. and Tina just said, "Oh, that was harsh." <laughs> Didn't she say like, "That's too far"? Oh, I don't know, but That's she said it far. in a, a very just like a, her her typical. Laid back, new yeah. fa- new Fendi sort of way. <laughs> I know she's sitting pretty. She's doing okay. She's not getting voted. Yeah, out no one cares. Soon. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah, Tina's around or whatever. I heard <laughs> she's talked shit about me, but honestly, I don't care. Yeah, um, it was a good fight. I enjoyed it. She really got she got Tara so revved up. I feel like if I was Tara, I would so see through this fight and be like, listen, I get it. You're on the block. You're trying to cause waves. <laughs> It's a good play, but come on, Victoria. Yeah, on. Tara's great because like she she has the button. She's aware of the button. Mm-hmm. She sees people try to push the button all the time. And she has the ability to override the button to go, I see you're pushing the button. I'm gonna not gonna let you push the button. Push my button. <laughs> and she, every time she takes the fucking bait and she explodes. <laughs> and she can't help it. But it's I don't know, it's great. I really love her, you know, between her seeing her her family this week, talking about her brother, mm-hmm. obviously everything going on with nominations and the fight and this and that like i love her i don't think she's gonna win no the game, but i think she's ultimately. a fun character yeah she's a good personality but, to have yeah, on no she's she's great and she's continuing to prove like herself to be you know she's a contender she's yeah. a contender um, totally i guess we don't have to talk about it anymore but like i always find big brother to be sus when they're like, it's Wednesday, it's epi- it's week six, episode 16, and they're like, yeah, ghost peppers, this is a thing that's been going on for a while. Right, right. And they have to <laughs> sort of backtrack and be like, yeah, we all started an alliance like four and a half weeks ago that you guys haven't mentioned on the show because it really wasn't a thing. It was but not now all important. of a sudden, like, everyone's saying ghost peppers all the time. Yeah. Get over it. It's just, a, it's always a fun thing in Big Brother. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think if there was anything else like 
of this week that was worth noting. So, oh, well, so Victoria goes home, obviously. Then we have double eviction. So we didn't even get into that. So we have double eviction. Uh, Kiefer wins head of household. Comp king. Comp king Kiefer. Is he still at the bottom of Jokers? Why don't people like him? I think he's fine. I like him, actually. Um, so, oh, so some, some people who haven't been in the game for a while are beginning to, to sink to the bottom. Finally, mm-hmm. um, Kiefer has moved up to 12th place. The only two people below him are Julie and Josh has been sinking. Josh no! is going to fall below Kiefer here soon. And Beth. And I'm actually really surprised that Beth. Me too. Has kind of turned into like the evil thing, like the sort of like evil mascot of this season. Because as we mentioned earlier on the show, like that that path was illuminated. That path was happening. But actually, I thought she played out the week really, really well. And it's not like Victoria is even like much of a fan favorite. Obviously, obviously, Rohan and Austin are. Right. Um, <laughs> so, so Kiefer wins HOH and yeah. he puts up Brayden and Roe. Yep. And, you know, I was thinking, come on, Roe, if there's one time to win the veto, veto king, prove it, prove it to yourself now. Yeah. And yet he could not. Instead, the urban planner took it away. Urban planner for what? <laughs> and to his credit, he pretty much like they both tried to talk. They had so little time, but both tried to talk to him. And he, I think it seemed to me like he pretty much told Roe, he was like, I'm not using it. Like, nice knowing you. <laughs> like, yeah, it basically. seemed very, very honest. And Bray has, you know, in his de- defense, he has been playing pretty well. We haven't spoken about him much. He's been playing yeah. well since Austin left. He got really close to the guys, got really close to Beth. I don't think he's going to survive fucking the game much longer, mm-hmm. but he did at least another few. He, he got himself in another few weeks. Um, and Is yeah, because because Bray walked in, right? Bray walked in to talk to to Ty, and they were just like, "You get." Yeah, <laughs> here's here's a question: Is Brayden the cause for Victoria's downfall? In a very roundabout way. Oh well, I mean that was a lot of that was a lot of what was going on this week, and and you know Brayden was talking about it in the DRs of like I'm going to try and shift. I'm going to try and incept Beth a little bit and like try to stick a little a little something in her ear, a little bug in her ear about Victoria and and but also Victoria was the reason Victoria was out. She was the invisible yeah. HOH and she evicted she evicted Austin and nominated Braden and even said in her in her outgoings in her, you know, when she was talking with Arissa, she was like, "Yeah, I kind of don't know why I targeted them." <laughs> But yeah, but that's the thing. I'm wondering if, because I I know I've said this before, but I think it was such a personal HOH, the invisible HOH for Victoria, where she she really, I think, wanted to be closer to Brayden than Austin. She wanted him back as her friend. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, it's like, that's the reason she's gone now. She was too personal, did that, and... And by doing that, pushed him even further away. And as we said, on the one week where you don't have to, where you like personal decisions can play the least into your HOH moves because they're invisible. You can just do total chaos moves to throw off the house. And she's the the ultimate. 
oh, the ultimate in chaos. She really should have done. Yeah. I know. You know, yeah. should have, could have, would have. Anyway. So Rohan, unfortunately, gets boot, gets the boot. Rohan goes out the door. And that we're pretty much caught up. We are. Um, I do want to talk about the future of the game, but I want to talk about it in the spoiler section. Yeah. Wait, oh, would one you be sec- willing to do that? Or do you have any other stuff from from within the, the context of Thursday's episode? We got two. Well, we got two questions or a couple questions that I just wanted to get to really quick. So yeah. without Thursday. So One River Mike wants to know, can you hot or not Julie's Star Trek inspired outfit? Sign up for the Paramount Plus. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Paramount Paramount Max? <laughs> I didn't even see this, so I can't even hot or not it. Oh, no, it was on Thursday. I think Wait, she Julie? Arissa. Oh, oh, maybe Arissa. Maybe he meant Arissa. Yeah, okay. He must have, because... I, is, is he talking about I Julie? Did just, Julie Chen do some sort of thing in the States that I don't know about? No, I think maybe he's, uh, hey, this is the, the, hey, Julie is the name of the podcast. Maybe he was just, you know, typing fast and we talk about Julie hot or not. He also said hot or not. We always say hot or not in the context of Julie. One River Mike, we're going to answer the question in the context of Arissa. Also, Arissa hat was wearing sort of like it's a pink. pink, a pink, it kind of felt like Star Trek, the original series sort of outfit well you all know how i feel about star trek love or it do you <laughs> we've talked she about loves it, right? it she <laughs> loves it you love um the undiscovered country you love the the wrath of khan i just uh, like you, you effortlessly can speak ferengi <laughs> i i think it's a nice idea for a show how about that <laughs> um, but he also wants us to talk about <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're gonna be a fantastic <laughs> grandmother one day it's a nice idea a teacher and he sells drugs that's a nice idea for a show Ooh, Ooh, he's getting into his crimes but okay Vic's corn cob costume and do we notice that the house guests don't shout out friends and family during the vote? Does this make the show better? Yes, yes. it does. <laughs> a million percent, it makes the show better. Um, to not have Julie's- Clay shooting out, shouting out like every member of his fucking family tree. Julie's outfit by Julie, I mean Arissa. Arissa <laughs> was pink short. We're talking mini, yet long sleeved with a light structural arch to the shoulder it yeah. was a peachy pink not hot pink and bared a lot of leg which led down to a neon-esque uh strappy sandal heel this look was beachy peachy and keen i give it a hot oh i i give it a hot as well I saw this comment before I actually watched the episode and I was like looking for it. I'm like, I I didn't totally see Star Trek in it myself. And I was trying to separate my my bias. You know, I I was being pre-biased by this comment. Mm. Um, It it was it was fine. I mean, I think the thing here to, to, to note, we've had two weeks in a row where we've had a short skirt and a long jacket in that. We've had a short skirt and long sleeves, mm-hmm. and, yes. which f- fulfills the theory that when this show is over <laughs> and they say cut, 
Great job, Arissa. We'll see you next week. She just slides on some sweatpants and goes to her car. Absolutely. But she leaves the top the same. Yeah. Um, it is short, short. Skirt, long jacket, feels like it was a big hit in Canada. Uh, was it a big hit, the song, in America as well? Cake is an international band. Delight. Yeah. Okay, good. Cake should play the Super Bowl. Yeah, they should. I like Cake. I like them a lot. Can I, um, one of the rowdiest concerts I've ever been to in my life was a Cake concert. So much so where they like nearly stopped the show and... Uh, the, John McRae, the lead singer, just said, hey, hey I thought we were easy listening music. <laughs> and it was seriously just the rowdiest bunch of like motherfuckers were like, I don't know why, but they were there to like mosh and fucking throw fists at, you know, to the distance. Wow. Yeah, it's not what I picture when I think of Cake's songs, but I, good for Cake those people. Cake didn't picture that. No, it was, <laughs> it was rough. I was a little bit scared. I, I nearly got into a fight just trying to calm some people Whoa. down. Me. <laughs> you know, when Brad's calming people down. I had to de-escalate. I had to de-escalate. And then we have one other question from Marco Patino. 1989 is the season over now that spicy v and rohan are gone who would you like to see win it all see this is where i'm like am i watching a different show from everyone else because is the season over now that spicy v is gone that to me is a valid question spicy v and rohan what was rohan i i like him i really do but it's not why are we putting him on the same level as spicy v spicy v was causing chaos winning hohs like running the game Rohan won a couple vetoes. Rohan manipulated his way out of being evicted in the main portion of the week. All by not even talking to the HOH. He was having Brayden be like the go-between between himself and Beth. He was like, I kind of don't feel comfortable going to bed. Like, he kind of is a weirdly conservative player. Conservative yeah. in business, man. You got to make the money. You got to make <laughs> the QOQ. You got to, like... He kind of is like a weirdly conservative player who just happened to like pull out a number of, of veto wins in um, you know key moments. Um, is the season over? I mean, kinda. I mean, I said this a few weeks ago. Like kinda. we're looking at a. I would I would say there's a over fifty percent chance that w the winner of this show there's. Seven people left. I'd say there's an over 50% chance that Jed or Ty is the winner of the show. It's so funny that there are seven people left. It feels like we're already in final four. <laughs> like where I'm like, wait, it's Jedson, Ty, Beth, and I don't know, maybe Tina. I'm like, isn't everyone else already gone? <laughs> they know, were like, we yeah, might as well just fast forward there. <laughs> it's been quick. We jumped from five to seven and now, and you know, now there's a uh, five to seven people uh, had been evicted. And uh, so... Yeah, I mean, let's get into spoilers. Let's get into spoilers. Yeah, okay. okay. If you don't want to hear it, get out of here. So, Jedson won HOH, nominated Tara and Tina. No surprises there. No surprises. And Tara won Vito. That, to answer <laughs> your question from earlier, that is taking quaaludes and driving into your baby's daddy's Hell house. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm so, I love. So many of the people who no get nominated in Big Brother win veto, <laughs> in Big Brother Canada, yeah. I should say. Well, I mean, I think it's helpful that the 
that the pool is limited, right? That yeah. they only have they don't let the HOH play in the competition. So it's it's, you know, instead of like a like a 14 or 15% chance, like a one out of six, I think it's like 14% chance of winning it. Now there's a 20% chance of of one in any nominee winning it. So or it's gone That's from like fun. Some, maybe That's like one third. Fun. Yeah, it's it's gone from one third, right? It's gone from there's a one third chance one of the two nominees wins to a 40% chance. So yeah, no, that's good. I think that's actually a good change. And it it forces the veto to be used more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's great. So we know that obviously she's gonna take herself down. So we're thinking Kiefer, Braden, who's no, going Braden. up? Braden. Braden. Yeah. Wouldn't be Kiefer. Right. But it all of this, I want to talk about Beth mm-hmm. after all this, even though she's not really in in the mix this week. She says to herself, she, you know, Braden kind of helps her realize, and she sort of says it like she's sitting in the bathroom by herself. She's like, I actually can't make it like if I want to have any chance of winning, I can't make it, I can't go to final three with Jed and Ty. I need to right. like actually switch allegiances here. So, yeah. you know, that probably involves keeping Braille around as much, as long as humanly possible. Beth's best chance in a final two is probably against Bray. Probably mm-hmm. again, it probably involves her getting an HOH, another HOH or two here in the final, uh, you know, six weeks here. And, I can still see it for Beth, but I, I do think it's really interesting that she's actually realized, like, hey, I, I, I'm working with these guys and it's, and it's worked out well, but it's I kind of can't. I, yeah, it's time. It's time. What do you think about that? I love it. I want to see her stab that knife into one of their backs. And I want to see her do it and then go into the diary room and laugh about it the way she did about Victoria. I just thought it was so fun. Her reactions in the diary room after doing this were like, oh, my, like she was having the time of her life. It really drove home to me, like, they do treat it so much more like a game here, it feels. Yeah. Which is, you know, it has its good and its bads. Like, um, the stakes feel maybe a little lower because they are, because they're only winning <laughs> 70,000 US dollars and a grill. But but it's it's kind of fun in some ways. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I think... Um, you know, I, now I would imagine, I would imagine Tina's probably going to go home, unless yeah, there's sort of a consensus around getting Braden out. Um, but I Who, would imagine Beth is going to want to keep Braden. Who's going to start Tina. us some fights this week? <laughs> That's the only not, bummer. I mean, not Sarah because Ta- she's safe. She's yeah. Green. Once Tara's gone, no one's none of these people are starting a fight. We what it's we really need. It's gonna be so need, boring. I know it's gonna be really boring too. Like I'm really thinking about Kiefer too. Like I'm thinking about next week's Hoh. Optimal best situation is Braden or a Tara Hoh. Yeah, totally. Because we know you'd get a Jed tie. We love that nomination, right? Mm-hmm. What does Kiefer do here? There's about to be six people left in the game. Kiefer, you're you're like in a sub Beth spot right now. Like you're the weird fourth in the sort of Jed Beth tie triumvirate. Like when are you taking a shot at these two guys? Or are you just yeah. going to kind of sit around and like be in awe of like how attractive they are? Kiefer's very expendable on all sides. 
absolutely. I don't think he's like, I mean, because here's the deal. Like, he survives this week. Great. But next week, I don't know. When you only have one of, say, uh, let's just, um, just say that Tina's gone. Mm-hmm. Say Beth or, you know, Ty win HOH. It's like, if you're not the nominee, you're definitely the veto replacement should the veto be used. And as we said earlier, there's a higher chance that any individual veto gets used in BB Canada because there's less people who play in the veto competition. So it's like you got to start winning stuff and making moves that don't support other people's games here. Friendo. Yeah. Buddy. Pal. Hey there, bud. That's how we <laughs> say it in Canada. Oh. Yeah. That is 100 percent. Hey, bud. Hey. You're gonna park there. <laughs> oh no, you can't. No, it's it's a Sunday. You can't park there on Sundays. Well, it's only what... two hour parking. <laughs> um, you can park over there about a hundred meters away. There's a free oh parking gosh. over there. A hundred meters. <laughs> what am I, Usain Bolt? <laughs> um, well, everyone. That's the story. We will be back next week with more Big Brother Canada and what else we watched. Who knows? You know what I'm excited to watch, actually? Maybe I'll chat about it. Chat about it. Um, The film Nobody, starring Bob Odenkirk, comes out next week. Oh, finally, I want to watch that. Yeah, I know. It's finally coming out on the. uh, We got a fucking pandemic. And you have Bob Odenkirk starring in a Liam Neeson movie. And and they were like, theaters only. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's not bringing people to the theater. So what are they thinking? Yeah. Yeah. What? I mean, like, I'm sure the, the Mr. Show, you know, message boards are going strong. But like, come on, just dump that shit on my Apple. I'll pay yeah. 25 Canadian for it. Yeah, come on. Which is only like 17 US. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's one thing. That's a sneak peek of what we'll possibly be talking about next week. If you want to tweet at us. We are on the internet at HeyJulieBB, Twitter.com. HeyJulieBigBrother at gmail.com. <laughs> All right. Talk to you next week. Bye, Email Arissa. Email it. Bye, Arissa. <laughs> <laughs>